as an actor, it's inherent to be like, I got to make my mark here. I got to be funny. I got to make sure this is memorable. I got to make sure I pop. Sometimes when you do like a workaholic show, it's really better to enhance whoever's world you're going into. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) Sometimes we count each other in. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I didn't realize before we started the podcast how you like, when you're like, oh, check the mic, you actually have to do like check one, two, one, two, one, two. What are you saying? (laughs) You know, like whenever we're at events, they're like, check the mic. Right. For And I'm like, I don't know. It's weird because I'm like, hello. Oh, right. But that's why people go check. Check one, two, one, mm-hmm. two. <laughs> like if you're in a band. Yes. Check, check. <laughs> what did they ask us the other day? We were. What, what did you eat for breakfast? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, Tim Ferriss asked that whenever mm-hmm. he's like interviewing people and he's doing mic check. He's like, mm-hmm. what did you eat for breakfast? And I forget who it was. I don't think it was Wim Hof. And Wim Hof was like, nothing. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> That's so funny. He like doesn't have his shirt on. You're like, all right. Yeah, honestly. He's like, oh, you're still in the ice bath. <laughs> so yeah, me and Lindsay have been on a tear. We've been on a podcast interviews. Tear. Yeah. I've told our story 4,000 times. Yeah. I think we've, I, what's been nice actually in the last week or two, it's where like, yes, there are a lot of repeat questions, but I, I think we've kind of varied the answers or yeah, we, 100%. which has been fun to like, listen to you say things differently, listen to me say things differently. And then also like, usually we'll flip, like you'll take a question in one interview and then it just ends up that I take the question the next and it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's been a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had so much fun meeting other podcasters Yeah, and they've been such fun, interesting questions. And it's so you know, I love hearing what other people are wondering or thinking and stuff. So that's been so fun. Yeah. It's been a blast. So thanks to everyone. How was therapy last night? Therapy was great. I hadn't gone in like three or four weeks because we had like events on Tuesdays. And so I hadn't been, which was fine. I didn't go crazy, but I did start to like crave that conversation. And it was like timely because I'm like, like crushing on someone and things were happening. And I was just like, I need to talk this out with someone other than a friend, you know, which was good. And like, I told her the whole story and the whole, whole story. Yeah. Yeah. I told her everything. Yeah. And now everyone's like, what story? Yeah. I don't know what that meant. So (laughs) you're as confused as I am. (laughs) And I told her and, and she's like, okay, you know, and like was, you know, doing her usual therapist thing. And then, She's like, so why did you, like, why did you want to talk about this? You know, where it's like, cause there, there is a why there, but I didn't really articulate the why yet. 
And because so much of why I was kind of like, not freaking out, just kind of uneasy was that like, he's not the best texter. And I know a lot of you out there have kind of expressed this in the group and in various, you know, different conversations as it relates to your current relationship or someone you're dating or crushing on. And so I, we did this like meditation. We did like breath work to kind of drop me in. And this is kind of what we do. It's like the EMDR type thing where like we drop into a moment in my life where I had that feeling, that feeling of like not feeling seen or uh, valuable or like worthy of like dating that person. So it dropped me in like immediately into this movie theater where it was like right before my first kiss. And it was with this guy who I had like crushed on for so long, talked on AOL instant messenger for like I think everyone's had their first kiss at the movie theater in our generation. That is, I would actually love to take a poll. Honestly, please join our secret Facebook group and DM us if you take a poll. Your first kiss was at the movie theater. And tell us what movie it was. Hardball. And where you were sitting. First row, back row. Um, Yeah, first row. But anyway, leading up to that, I got my Peter Pan haircut right before like hanging out with him. And I remember specifically over AIM sending him pictures of the Olsen twins because I was going to look like them. So cute. And he was like, Ooh, that's hot. And I was like, great. And then we went to the movies. I had friends on my side, him on his side, his friends. And we were in the middle and like, he went in for the makeout, tried to go up my shirt, couldn't cause I tied it too tight. And like, burped in my mouth. It was just like one of those experiences where I was like very out of body and just like, this is, this sucks. Like, yeah. like, or am I supposed to like this? Cause yeah. like, I didn't really know. And then he never talked to me ever again. And it was literally fresh off my haircut. Like three days after I was not feeling good. I was, you know, pretty devastated. And so it was that feeling of just like not feeling worthy, him not talking to me. And and so it's come up many times since then with like people either I've dated or I've, you know, had crushes on. And I just kind of like lose myself a little bit in that fact of, well, if they're not talking to me, then they don't care and they don't want to like, you know what I mean? It's It's very interesting. And what's different about this person is that they do contact me, but it's just in a different way. And it's, you know, if not more valuable. Yeah, they're yeah, very vivid <laughs> drawings <Yeah. laughs> of his penis. They're works of art. But anyway, it was just like really interesting because I, I know a lot of us are out there kind of like there are parts of dating or parts of being in a relationship that like are patterns that come up and you're like, why the hell does this bother me? Or why I does this keep so coming normal. up? Like I even think without even going back to your childhood, it's annoying if someone's inconsistently texting you, right? Yeah, but exactly. But 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 on the other end, he's also communicating with me through FaceTime. Like that but is it's actually- it's like his way versus your way. Exactly. And I'm like, why do I put so much value in like the consistent text yeah. thing? And it comes from like, I mean- it goes from AOL to Messenger to having cell phones and texting. Then my next boyfriend, there was a story there where, you know what I mean? It's just like, I kind of find value in that consistent communication throughout yeah. the day. When like everyone does. When like, but why? You know what I mean? Like you're crushing. I guess. I mean, it's, it's, it's not saying I'm wrong, he's wrong, whatever. It's just kind of like going back to that time, like kind of... Because for me, I like was getting emotional about it with him uh, not texting me. Like I didn't really understand why I was getting like upset and it was like taking over my thoughts. Yeah, and I think it was before you guys had a conversation too. 
Yeah. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like you didn't know. Yeah. You know, what was going on. Yeah. And now you're like aware of mm-hmm. what's going on. Totally. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's so normal. See, it's funny. But I'm also 30. I don't know. I go back Yo. and forth. I really I go back good. and forth. I'm like, you want to like someone enough to want to hear from them. Uh, yes. And like, I want to, to be in like a, a situation where like they feel the same way. And it's just like, it's not yeah. that hard <laughs> to be honest. Say no more. You know them. what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, but she had a good point where like, we're just, we're at very different points in our evolution as people in relationship, you know, like he's at a certain point, I'm at a different point. So it's just very different. You know what I mean? So whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And I'm like actually feeling much more comfortable with it now. But yeah, it was just interesting. I wonder what what he would be like at therapy. Loud. I know, literally. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but it's so good. I mean, like, I'm just reminded all the time too with like dating and stuff. And like, you always hope that the next one is the one, but it's like, I am learning yeah. so much about like what I want and what I don't want. Like every time I date someone, it's so clear to me now. And now that like, I just have a, like a deeper understanding of like how I'm taking care of, you know, whatever you believe, but like, you know, spirit guides and angels and just like asking them for signs and guidance around like people that are around me. And, you know, I, I truly believe he was brought in for a specific reason. And I know thus far a bunch of reasons. And so it kind of takes the pressure off and it feels much better. Yeah. I remember, I forget who that was. Brie, who like helped mm. was like, it's don't put pressure to have it be the the one. Yeah. I've heard it so much. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 In a good, in like, yeah. A, a few people that have been on the pod, yeah. like in just like readings and things like it makes, it makes total, total sense. Yeah, yeah. And it like allows them to be, you know? Yeah. Cause like I'm in their life for a reason too. Like, and that's the other thing. And the last thing I'll say is like, you know, I have to remember and we all have to remember that like, I like anytime I feel myself kind of morphing a little bit to be what I think that person likes is like a little bit of a, a red flag for me, not about that person, but about how I'm acting. I'm like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like, I'm really good at that. What do you acting like someone like, like being whatever they want me to be? Yeah. I'm really good at that. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't feel good. And like, I have to remember that like, for sure I am, I am really likable. Like I, you know what I mean? Like that person would be lucky, but I sit in the mindset of like, I hope they like me more often than not, you know, which is interesting. It's so funny because I would like, you know, that's so surprising because it's like, what? I Well, exactly. And I kind of have to like get to yeah, that place yeah. where I like remind myself, I'm like, I, because I do believe that. Yes. It's just, I slip into it because, totally. yeah, that there's validation in them liking me. Totally. Yeah. Um, what would you write down on your list? Oh, my list. So Lindsay did an exercise of writing down her, mm-hmm. what she's looking for in the partner. I did this with Justin six and a half years ago. So I wrote down in my journal, I actually have my journal, like basically what I wanted to like manifest quote unquote in a person or in a partner. <laughs> and I just, it's like, mine's like, he's built like a Greek God. <laughs> Justin is. It is. And that the, the, I like the, I forget the rest of it, but 
my last sentence is we have fun always. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's every single thing I wrote down on that list. So I definitely feel like there is power in writing down what you're looking for in a partner. Yeah. I, I was on the plane to San Francisco and not enough time on a San Francisco t- from LA uh, flight to do anything productive, productive work wise. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to go into my Evernote and make a checklist. Of, Love. And I titled it him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Wow. Have you ever seen this? Um, no, that's, you gotta, at one time I was like, Hey, Justin, let me read this special thing that I wrote and I manifested you. The bitch fell asleep. Oh my God. I was God. like, let me go get my notebook. Went back in the room and he's You can sleeping. do it on the wedding day. Piece of shit. <laughs> I will do it on the wedding day. <laughs> okay. Started with some superficial stuff. Insane smile, meaningful tattoos, over six foot. Oh, I like meaningful tattoos. Mm-hmm. Sexy. Juicy. So funny. Doesn't try too hard. Nice. Present and engaged when we are together. Super supportive of my career, dreams, and passions. Sees in me what I might not see in myself. Wants to have a family. Financially very stable. Really fit, but not jacked like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loves to both adventure and stay in and do nothing secretly can sing and we sing together all the time. Oh, I love that one. Secure and confident, loving and compassionate to others, both familiar and strangers. Takes initiative when planning dates and life in general. (laughs) Isn't afraid to tell me how he feels. He's always respectfully honest with the best intentions. The sex is passionate, adventurous, amazing chemistry that will last forever because we are committed to growth and communication. He sees a therapist for maintenance. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he loves my family. He loves his family. He loves when I wear my cool sneakers. He's super athletic, can play any sport really well. He is humble. He is inquisitive. He's a little bit shy, but totally weird with me. He loves to talk throughout the day for no reason other than to be connected. We have so many inside jokes. We love to go on dates no matter how long we've been together. He loves my body and helps me to love it more mm. and more. He and my friends get along so well. It's crazy. He feels like we've known each other forever for lifetimes. He loves to surprise me, big ones and small ones. He loves to plan weekend trips for us. I love his butt. Good one. I'm a butt girl. Butts are underrated on guys. Underrated. He has dope, sexy style, kind of like Venice effortless. His home aesthetic is minimal, but super masculine chic. He lives alone until I move in. (laughs) He thinks I'm super funny, but he's even funnier. He calls me out lovingly when I'm too worried about silly shit. He really allows me to be in my feminine. He secretly is a really good dancer, but is cute and shy about it. I fit right under his chin. Don't know where that came from. We love sing-alongs. He's always encourages me to belt it out. He and my brother are super close and he serves as a big brother to him. Mornings are our favorite. We wake up slowly, coffee, walks, makeouts, robes, cuddles, laughing. Mm. That's it. It's a good one, right? So beautiful. Still adding to it. It was so weird. I see him so clearly. It's like freaking me out lately. Really? Yeah. It actually also fucks me up because then I'm like, you're not. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So that's it. But it felt good to like put it down somewhere and have it and just like let it go let it go but also like remind myself that those things are important to me and sure he might not be everything on that list but it's like I did put most of that list are things that are really important to me you know like and I don't want to forget that because I think that 
you know, either someone likes me and I should like give it a chance or that, you know, I don't know. So it's good. And I took I a note that. from your book. I love it. To do it. I need to do that for my house that I want to manifest. Yes. Yes. So I want to manifest, a, I want a house next year. I want to have enough money for a down payment for a house in LA. You will. Yeah, for sure. So I want to figure out what it looks like. Cause I have kind of a vision, but like not really. Mm. I don't really know. It's like, what do I do? Look at Pinterest. It's true. Uh, but I mean, yeah, but I think we have, we have Airbnb too sometimes. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. we have friends who are kind of like, yeah. And we're in play in like, even yesterday when we went to Topanga for that interview, I was like, oh, okay. Like even just parts of a place that yes. you're like, Ooh, vibing with this ceiling. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of light here. Uh-huh. God, the trees in Topanga. Trees. Dude, so nice. The trees was so nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. How's your Reiki been going? Did oh, guys, I got Reiki doing? attuned. I don't think, I told you guys on Instagram, but um, so I've wanted to be, learn more about Reiki and get, you know, do Reiki training since middle of last year. A lot of inspiration from Milana and seeing what she can do. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with Reiki that's like self-healing. Mm. And I've always felt, you know, I, I've known that my, I'm energetically really like intense. So being able to like control that energy and like work with that energy to mm. make it as like high vibe always as possible or heal myself or heal those close to me. So I have been studying it since like December. I have a bunch of different books. And then I worked on it a little bit with Justin's mom, who's a Reiki master over the holidays. And then I just met April of Santa Monica Healing. She's awesome. Mm. Uh, and I've been working with her. And then I just got a tuned Wednesday of this week, which was really cool. It was was really intense. Like I definitely felt physically different. I mm. do feel physically a little different. I feel like just a little bit more thoughtful and conscious. You know, it's like if someone was like, hey, you're going to feel weird for 20 days. You're kind of like, oh, I feel weird. You know, you kind of right. like think about it. You're like, well, I feel weird right now. So I don't know if it's like placebo effect too, but now just doing like the the self-healing and doing these specific exercises that I have to do. But um, I'm really excited. I mean, I really just need to practice more, to trust more and, you know, do more attunements, do more Reiki so that I can just get better and better. Yeah. But it also means like making sure my vessel is really clean, making sure I'm always being honest. I'm always being like thoughtful. I'm being conscious. I'm treating my body well so mm -hmm. that, you know, the life force energy of Reiki is able to like flow through me. Um, and if anyone doesn't know, so Reiki is basically like life force energy ray life force or ray is life force and then key is energy and it was discovered thousands and thousands of years ago and it's basically for the people there's no central group that owns quote unquote reiki or teaches reiki mm -hmm. they want it to be accessible and available to all but when you become reiki attuned you go through a process and you are um, attuned by a master of reiki and they're able to open up channels and portals through symbols and a um, ritual that allows you to have Reiki, which is again, life force energy working through you. So basically it allows you to become a channel so that your hands or your body could be used to channel life force energy through you. So when someone is being healed by Reiki, 
their ability to be affected by Reiki is directly correlated to their ability to receive life force energy and their ability to be open and their ability to be like accepting of it. So if you don't believe it, if you don't think it's true, you're not going to be able to receive it. But if you're willing, open and able, then the person that is giving you Reiki will be able to channel that life force energy through you. So you can be, you know, a better Reiki master than others. Like I guess, because you are more open, you're more experienced, you know, hand placements, you know, signs, but it is really about the person that is the receiver. And when you're doing it, you know, you never are supposed to lose energy because it's just working through you. You're not giving your own energy. It's Mm. life force energy of Reiki that's going through you and it's not your energy. So it's something that should be really giving you energy because you're also having the Reiki energy go through you and you shouldn't lose it. But yeah, it'll be cool. And I'm just excited about it. I think I'll get attuned again and just kind of like keep doing it because you can be attuned many times and it really just like opens you up to different things. Mm. And I wanted to do it, you know, before or just to prepare for uh, arrhythmia, Mm -hmm. you know? So when Lindsay and I are doing plant medicine, I'm able to just more clearly call on my guides or more clearly be able to like disseminate information during Mm -hmm. that process. Yeah. I know it's been interesting as we like near our time there. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm ready. This episode actually comes out after. Yeah. To be honest, we've had to kind of prepare um, in advance yeah. because we're going to be away most of March. I'm ready to puke my brains out. Truly. <laughs> I'm poop on your head. I know. That's why we're getting the colonic before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been like uh, writing to Mother Aya and like just kind of communicating beforehand because I think a That's lot a of one. people go in and uh, are super scared because it's like feels unknown. Yes. So it's like you calling on your guides and like just like kind of 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 channeling it before it happens and really opening up to it before it happens, I think will be really helpful. And also like, you know, I we I'm sure you've experienced it too, where I kind of have to like pick and choose who I'm telling about it, you know, because granted, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's more about like their reaction. I have to kind of set a boundary because it is my first time. So I really, I want, I don't want to be anticipating too much, but their judgment of it kind of like can stir up a little anxiety if you let it. So yeah, it's been a, I can completely see that. Interesting. But keeping our diets really clean too has been important. Trying to make sure our vessels are clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to actually, I've stopped caffeine since Monday. Mm-hmm. Except actually, shit, I just had some fucking silver. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Tomorrow. To hell. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm starting stopping caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to stop supp- supplements too. Oh, I didn't think about that. To see what that would be like, just to have like the very clearest. Mm-hmm. Because also I thought about today, taking so many supplements, that's so much that my liver has mm-hmm. to work through every single day. Yeah. It's kind of like, ah, yeah, chill out. But then some supplements are for the liver. So like, I never know. Do you know what I mean? Legit. <laughs> Legit. Dude. So we'll keep you guys posted. I'm excited to share those episodes with y'all. Yeah. It's going to be, it's yeah. going to be freaking fire. Um, all right. So on today's episode, I'm so excited. Jerry O'Connell is here. 
Wow. <laughs> I met Jerry when I was living in New York um, through our friend Seth Herzog, who is a comedian and he hosts the Sweet Comedy Show on the Lower East Side every Tuesday night. He's also a writer for uh, Jimmy Fallon. And I just, I adore him. And so anyone that I've met through Seth has always just made me laugh, brought me joy. They're always so down to earth and sweet. And um, Jerry was one of those people. So we just became, you know, buddies. And uh, he was actually in a show. Uh, He's going to kill me for not remembering. He was in a show in New York and uh, me and a bunch of friends went to see it. And he's so talented and funny. And I just, he's kind of a Renaissance man right now and has always been, but I'm just, um, it's really fun to see him come back and be himself totally, you know, like he, obviously you guys know him from stand by me and tons of other movie, movies and shows video. and Mar- number one, what was, Mariah what, Carey what music video was that? Heartbreaker. Yeah, I don't know I could because be everyone was like, whoa, ask Jerry about the Mariah Carey music. It was like her biggest song of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Heartbreaker, but I could and be And then wrong. he was in Workaholics. Yeah, he's been in every fuck yeah. ton. Yeah. And, um, but I do love how he's, you know, uh, on social media now with his, like, he has two beautiful daughters, his wife, like he's on Bravo a bunch. He's on Wendy Williams a ton. He guest hosts on like Live with Kelly a, a lot. And it's just, he's he's doing it all and having so much fun doing it, which is such a joy to watch. And I think as like a viewer, as a friend, like I just, that's what it's all about, you know? So um, we had a blast hanging with him um, recording and this convo is just fun and funny. We talk about my dating life. Didn't plan to talk about that. Yeah. He talked a lot about his marriage yeah. to his lovely wife, mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. And just was really honest and real and cool and approachable and talked about working in the industry and told some really fun stories. And he's just a, de- a delight to listen to. And he's someone that seems like he just gives and gives and really wants to see other actors and actresses succeed, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really cool. He truly is about helping other people without the expectation of getting anything in return. We worked together on Mistresses on ABC at just very small part in an episode. And he was so sweet and like literally introduced me to everyone. He was directing the episode. He's like, Lindsay, come here, meet so-and-so, you know, like just every turn I took, it was like, come over here. Da, da, da. I literally was on the screen for four seconds, you know, but he's just, he's that kind of guy. So Jerry, thank you for taking the time and for having such a, you know, lighthearted, fun, warm presence about you. And I know our community is going to freak out. So enjoy this episode, share it with friends. If uh, it made your day, that always means a lot to us. Subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. We read every review. We'll read one on the other side of this episode. Truly it is, it is the reason why we are able to bring on guests like Jerry and others who are inspiring and funny and doing incredible things in the world. Yeah, you can find him on Instagram at Mr. Jerry O.C. That's M-R-J-E-R-R-O-C. And then we will see y'all on tour. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to sharing our tour dates with you. They will be coming out very, very soon. We're going to be all over, um, all over the globe. And all we over the globe. to connecting you with you guys in person. If you're interested in starting a podcast, in building a podcast, in monetizing a podcast, you can go to yourpodcastpro.com. That's Y-O-U-R 
podcastpro.com to find all the resources that Lindsay and I have used growing and building almost 30 podcasts. So if you want to create a podcast, that's where you should go. And if any of your brothers or friends fit the list that I read earlier, yeah, you can email. We should actually <laughs> Hello at almost do, do like a group list. <laughs> we should joking. get in the secret Facebook group and have everyone share their lists. Oh, I love that. We should. So join the secret Facebook group. It's secret Facebook group, secret mm-hmm. almost 30 podcast Facebook group on Facebook again. <laughs> uh, it's on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on Facebook. Sponsored by Facebook. And let's share your lists. Yeah, that's such would a love good to see one it for your partner or whatever it is. I think it's a really good way to start manifesting. Yep. Doesn't need to be a guy; it can be a guy or a girl, him mm-hmm. or her or they. So just whoever you're looking for in a partner. Love you. Bye. Turn it on. Um, you want to know what's funny is um, I'm always I'm not really getting any, but I always audition for voiceovers. I I do do a- animation, but like commercials, I'm always auditioning. Uh, a one engineer, like a voiceover agent that I work with, uh, told me to never wear headphones. Wow. Yeah, and it might be like an audition thing. Like you don't, it changes how you speak. I completely agree. Because you hear yourself and it makes you more conscious of hearing yourself, you know? You'd crush a voiceover. Um, I, I, has, I, I do like some right? animation stuff, but... Uh, what, what's one you've done? I, I play Superman in, in, the, um, in, the, in the Justice League just films. Listen, you have to be like, like into Justice League and stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset that you didn't know that. <laughs> Me. Uh, well, you know what I do know? You're in one of the most, my favorite shows ever, Workaholics. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just saw the episode just the other day. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I Did, had so much fun with those dudes. Dude, the best. Uh, by the way, I should say I'm Jerry O'Connell. I should introduce <laughs> yeah. myself here. We've hey, introduced my, my name you. is Jerry. I'm an actor. Oh yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the workaholics. Those guys were really funny. Yeah, was it? Did you imp- like? Did you improv it? Like, what was that like? A little with bit. Them? It's scripted. Yeah, a little bit. It's funny to not sort of get in their way, but give them stuff to play off of a little bit. They were really funny. They're really, so funny. I really Rock-a-doo. enjoyed those fellas. I really enjoyed They're them. They're my favorite. And it's it was so funny about that show as well because they had a core group of people who worked in that office mm. who they worked with every week mm. and were a part of the show from the beginning. So it was a real family. They really um they really had a good time. It wasn't clocking in and going to work and clocking out. We had fun doing that. What does it feel like guest starring? Like being kind of like hopping on to these families and one they've yeah. known you and have watched it's you funny. for a long time. It is a, a little um, always a bridesmaid, never a bride-ish about it. it. I'm so sorry. I just got totally distracted. Your cabinets are awesome in your kitchen. <laughs> oh my God. And I didn't mean a bridesmaid, always a did bride you, type, by the way. Comment. Did you put? Did you put those cabinets in? Yep. Yep. Installed them. I painted them myself. No, they're literally probably laminate. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like it's like a. I think it's it's actually a a sticker. So they were here when you got here. Yeah. Do you like them as much as I do? I do like them a lot, actually. I don't know why I like them. They're pretty groovy. Like them. They're a little like mod. A little. Let me just describe the cabinets for everybody listening. (laughs) It's like wood laminate, Mm -hmm. but like really high gloss. Mm -hmm. Really high gloss. And weirdly, I can find out modern, where it's from and how they made them and send you the link. Yeah. Modern in an old timey wooden way. Yep. Really impressive. It's all about the the handles, really. Because if you think if the handles were, were brass or if they were round, it would be over. 
Because it's old timey. But if the wood. cabinet right. itself was ugly, it'd be over. It's like yeah. they got to work together. But the but, wood but, works but, with the silver. Let me also explain like what's going on around here with everyone. There's a lot of um, scented oils. Yes. <laughs> you just put on some thieves. I'm thinking. Um, here, give Jerry some grapefruit. Some some grapefruit stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of refreshing. Midday pick me up. Yeah. It, it does smell good. Is <laughs> it good? No, it's a lot of crystals around here. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's sage or some sort of oh, the Palo Santos that you thought we could smoke Palo Santos. I thought for sure it was marijuana because <laughs> it was in an ashtray type thing. Yeah. And I thought you were just like, Hey, we're going to, are we going to have fun in this podcast? He showed up. Or, I was the only one here. He's what? like, what's going on? Here? Yeah, dude. I feel bad for dudes when they come. It's um, all like smelly. You're like, hello. No, but your feng shui is really nice in this place. It's yeah. a really cute. I'm really into it. Oh, thanks. You have a great, uh, great aesthetic. Thank you. Have you gotten into aesthetic? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. What's Guys your crib like? You know, I don't. I, I, my wife does all of it yeah. and my wife She's prefers so me not to be involved with that stuff. <laughs> uh, the only thing I complain about is cost. Mm-hmm. And then I become that Debbie Downer guy who's like, you can't do this. It's too expensive. And then we fight about it. And then, um, I, I, we end up spending the extra money anyway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, um, I think to myself, why did I even, there was no reason to even fight about it. Mm. But then we like go into debt and <laughs> then we're like in bankruptcy court and then that comes out publicly and no then way. everyone's like, oh, I'm kidding. I'm making all this <laughs> I stuff. I don't know. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Um, no, I have pretty good credit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of my credit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty weird that way. Like if I get a parking ticket, I paid immediately. Really? Do any celebrities have bad credit? I know oh, that's yeah. a really yeah. weird question. No, yeah. a lot of Sorry, a lot that's celebrities a very weird go through thing. credit issues a lot. I think it's like with the taxes, like there's a lot of tax evasion stuff. A lot too, of tax evasion. Where people get in trouble for like not paying taxes because it's like you make, you know, you're like, oh, I made 50 million on that movie and you pay 24 in taxes and you're like, you know, it's weird. No, there are a lot of celebrities always getting in trouble for tax stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. Huh. I'm always H&R Block every March. Is your, is oh, really? Peeps? You no, don't have, have like I have, a, I have an account. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, Jerry's not at H&R Block. I go to the Block. Actually, I bring all my receipts. A, yeah, you and an H&R Block, like you well, are the H&R Block guy. Yeah. Oh. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Let, let's huh? do it. I think that's John Hamm. Doesn't he do all the H&R Block stuff? <laughs> John Hamm who? You know? yeah. This is, this is the season for that. No, we were talking about guest stars. I don't want to get off topic here for a second. Yeah. It's funny. It takes a special, you got to really like know your place when you're a guest star. Cause mm. you know, sort of as an actor, it's sort of like, it's inherent to be like, I got to make my mark here. I got to be funny. I got to make sure this is memorable. I got to make sure I pop. And Sometimes when you do like a workaholic show, it's really better to enhance whoever's world you're going into. Does that make any sense? Yes. Because, you know, you, you get star on a show like workaholics, you know, and I'm a fan of that show. Those three guys are going to bring the funny. And as a guest star, it's sort of your job to make sure they get those opportunities. You know, you almost have to like lob them softball pitches, you know? It's interesting, but it's a lot of fun. I, I, I bounce in and out of a lot of shows. I bounce on a show called uh, Billions, which is really fun. It's just an honor to sit there and watch Paul Giamatti act or Damian Lewis act. It's just incredible. Maggie Siff, Malin Ackerman, all of them. And it's so fun. They've given me scenes with everyone. And I mean, I guess it's because I'm, you know, I'm very, I, I'm, I am giving as an actor, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like no one went, you know, 
that guy made it difficult for me, you know, but when you're sitting across from Paul Giamatti, I mean, you're just thinking, how do I make it easy for that person, you know? But I, I, I do a lot of guest stuff. I also, I mean, you know, Lindsay knows this. You can text me and I'll probably, there's a good chance I'll show up. So I think it has a lot to do with also being giving. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. like, you are so giving. And, you know, even when you were directing the episode of Mistresses that I was in. Right. I mean, like, you... Listen, backstory. I directed an Please. episode backstory. that Lindsay uh, <laughs> had a speaking role in. Very exciting. At the end of the day, you saw me panicked a little bit. But we got some great know. stuff, and um, yeah, I'm I'm also a big believer in like that that karmic stuff, and you know, like helping friends coming around. You yeah. know, w- we met through a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Seth Herzog, who has a comedy show in New York called Sweet on Tuesday nights. Everybody should go to so it there good. in New York. It's so funny. It's a staple. I, I he I'm anytime he calls me up, I'm always trying to help him out. You know, I just think it's a it, it's a good thing to sort of give it out there, you know? Who were some people early on in your career that like supported you and were helpful for you? I, let me think about that. Well, first of all, I was in Stand By Me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, um, it was a movie about four boys, uh, sort of like an 80s iconic movie yep. about four boys who go to find a dead body. And you know what? It was the other actors in that movie because they were a little bit older, Corey Feldman, River Phoenix, God rest his soul, and um, um, Will Wheaton. And they were teenagers, and I was not. I was 11. And they were really helpful. And like, I mean, even like simple things like, you know, dopey things like this is a mark. You got to stand on it, you know you know, keep acting even though you don't have lines, you know, I mean, as simple as, as dopey as that sounds, like I didn't know, you know, you know, when you're off camera, go close to the camera so that your eye line is close to the camera, you know, don't make noise off camera. Don't overlap with sound, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They were really giving to me, you know, uh, I I'd say Rob Reiner and uh, the guy who produced it, Andy Scheinman, um, really, as I got older, stayed in touch with me, checked in on me, I just had lunch with the producer of Stand By Me, Andy Scheinman, a couple of weeks ago here in LA. So just, uh, just really so nice, yeah. so yeah. giving. I mean, support from like the beginning, especially at like an impressionable age when it's your first role and it's really big, and you have these boys that are like telling you and helping you is really important. Oh man, it was really like, and it's it's funny. I um, I, I just have everlasting friendships with those people. You know, I mean, it's just like I. I just have everlasting friendships with them. I, and I got to say like Rob Reiner and Andrew Scheinman who, who produced and directed Sam by me, like they really stay in touch with me. I, I don't, I'm pretty bad about staying in touch with people. They're like, it's uh, I mean, I guess it was a special thing for them as well, but um, it was so nice, you mm. know? I'm sorry. I wish I had a little more dirt for you guys. No, really, we don't want dirt. No, I mean, like, I wish I could give you some dirt. like, Nasty stuff. <laughs> no, some real good, dirty, dirt nasty filthy, nasty stuff. But you've like kind of maintained this like super one, nice, grounded, just like humanness to you. Like in a world that like I think a lot of people see as maybe quote unquote fake or just a lot. And was it's, it always that easy? Like it's wh- pretty. It's pretty fake. I mean, I'm yeah. not. This is that's a routine that I pull. I'm a <laughs> I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. I'm evil. In my oh. real personal life, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm 
a dreadful person. <laughs> um, you know what it is? I'm married. I've been married for a long time. I mean, married for 12 years now. Whoa. And it, I mean, I know that's uh, like, I'm sure there are, you know, some people who are like, 12 years ain't nothing. We've been married for <laughs> 50 years. But I mean, I'm shocked I've been married that long. I, I, I mean, in LA, that's, that's forever. long time. That's an eternity. And you guys are both big stars. Like mm-hmm. huge stars. Huge, huge A-list yeah. celebrity. Um it's crazy. So I think that I think you get sort of a wholesome you know, if you stay married for long enough, I think you get sort of a wholesome sort well, of reputation. women find ways to ground you. We'll, <laughs> we'll ground your ass if you, you get too big. But it's um it's fun. It's really yeah. fun being married. I I gotta say, I tell us more. You know, I didn't want to get married when I got married. Um, I, I I don't want to How say I didn't you? want to get married. I was 33, which is kind of young, you know? That's ripe. I mean, for normal and middle America, that's... that's. Yeah, but we live in LA. I think LA, you say that's, that's, yeah. that's yes, on the younger side? Yes, yeah. yes. I was the first of any of my friends to get married. My generation of friends, there was a group of about... I don't know, six of us, you know, guys who ran around Hollywood together in the, in red Corvette in the two thousands, you know, what t-shirts. Yeah. And I was the first one to get married. And I mean, literally it happened. I was dating my wife and we kept dating each other. And I mean, the next step was either, you know, get married or stop dating. And I felt very fortunate that my wife was dating me. <laughs> and I thought, you know, uh, um, I don't Better want to let her go. <laughs> right. I mean, before she realizes what a mistake this is <laughs> for her, what a downgrade this mm-hmm. is for her. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's how it happened. There's nothing really more. How, long, nothing we, more how long were you dating for? For three years. Oh, that's wow. a good amount of time, yeah. especially, I mean, in L.A. too. You know, it's funny. I had a buddy of mine who was older and married, and I and I remember asking him, and he went, three years is a good amount. And also, like, you don't... <laughs> you no, know, I, I remember, like, saying, like, oh, am I doing this too soon? And he was like, Guys no. Guys are so funny. Uh, and, you, one guy's like, yeah, three years is good. You're like, all right, well, let's get married. <laughs> well, no, he's a guy I respect. He's a guy yeah. who is married. He's a guy who I respect work-wise, yeah. personal, personally um, and professionally, and... Uh, he said, no, three years is a good amount. And I remember thinking, okay, well, then I'll do it. All right, I'll do that. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm really glad I did. You know, it's it's funny. Having kids is a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. You How know? soon did you have kids? What is the time? Pretty immediately. Cool. That was not my call. That was my wife's call. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to generalize or stereotype, but I think my wife was... In her early 30s, we were both in our early 30s or close to mid 30s. And I think it was t- time, you know, and it's really when you first have kids, it's really it's hell. It's I mean, two at once, though, like, let's you know, what's funny intense. is I remember I was in about month nine and I worked with this older lady and she said, how's everything at home? And I went, oh man, these kids are, am I allowed to curse here? Yeah, fuck oh, yeah. These kids are fucking crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> like it's nuts. <laughs> and she went, hey, if you, if you make it to about three, three, four years old, you're, you're going to stay married. And I went, really? And she said, I didn't, we didn't make it to, to three, my uh, ex-husband and I. And she said, it's, it's really tough on a relationship. And I really thought about that 
when my kids were babies mm-hmm. because you're literally like, well, well I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm yeah, out of here. Totally. It's crazy. And <laughs> it's crazy. Especially yes with two. You just fight. Yeah. Yes. You're sleepy. You're tired. Crazy. You did know? you have a little uh, bit of help? Like, did, were you able yeah. to, like a night nurse or something like we, that? Were you able to in sleep? In the beginning, we had uh, what they call a night nurse, but just for weeks, you know? Yeah. Someone who like, this is so embarrassing, really teaches you like, and I'm sure a grandparent can do this, but we didn't have any grandparents around. Like teaches you how to swaddle, totally teaches yeah. you how to like, because I, I didn't know anything. I would spend like an hour just putting my kids in the baby seat in the car because I thought I, for sure I wasn't doing it right. And like, you know, they're just blobs. They're just sitting there sort of enjoying it all, you know? Mm-hmm. But then after a few months, we got really good at it, you know? Yeah. Really good at changing diapers. Really, it's just really good at it. You know, it was, uh, it was fun, but you know, I mean, we, we have professional, sorry. We have dogs as well. And it's really tough. I mean, this is going to be terrible and people are going to be upset that I'm comparing my children to the, to (laughs) dogs, but we have dogs and we always have had dogs. And when you have to leave town to go work on something, like the first thought was always like, what are we going to do with the dog? Like we got to do something mm-hmm. with the dogs. Do we get someone to stay with the dogs? Do we put the dogs in the, in the doggy daycare? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do, do we put them in the doggy daycare? What will they like better? Sometimes, oh, the one dog gets stressed out at doggy daycare. We, we can tell. So maybe we should have someone here. But if someone's here and we're not here, are they going to run away? It's, it's kind of even more intense when you have children, you know, because it's like, a little bit. you know, we're going to, do we take them out of school? Do we put them in a new school? Mm-hmm. Do we get help where we're going? I'm going to be working all the time. So there's just, I mean, I know this is like, and everyone's going to make fun of me on your message words and it's fine, but it just becomes like the decisions become, you become an adult, you know, mm, yeah. I'm like an adult now. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Like in your soul? Yeah. I feel like an adult. Wow. I feel like a dad. Mm-hmm. I remember I was driving our teenage babysitter home one day, uh, one, one night I went out with my wife and we came home and the teenage babysitter was like watching TV. And then I was like, okay, let Mm -hmm. me take you home. And I was driving her home and I was like, man, I'm an adult. Like like nothing more would make me feel like an adult. uh, Right. And I was just like, I used to babysit. So it'd be like, Oh, and did like dads drive you home. Yeah. 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 And I was like, all right, I'll drive you home. And, was driving her and then I was like, oh gosh, like I was like even like maybe I should put it on like Kiss FM or something like pop music because she's like a teenager and I was like, oh gosh, let me take it off. Of, like how about that new Bruno I had it on Mars? Jack, yeah. I, like I had it on like news or like Jack FM or like I had it on the wave or whatever. It's like light rock. I'm cooler than that. I had it on, the, on the classical station, yeah. the anti-road rage station. And it was so, she's I was right. like. She's like, it's okay, Mr. Carl. I don't have to listen to 97. Oh my God. Like, were you ready? I mean, were you, did you always want to be a dad? I mean, I I knew it was going to, I knew it was in the cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, And not so much that I had a burning desire to be with children. It's so crazy. I, I had one buddy, his whole routine when he would date would be to say, Oh, I can't wait to have a family. I can't wait to have kids. And I'd be like, dude, shut up. Like, first of all, it's like such, it's, it, it's, it's, I found it to be leading people on. First of all. Yes. Of um, course. Cause he to, knows our ovaries like pulsate. I used to call it. Yeah. And we were like, I mean, granted we were in our twenties. So it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like really like it. It, 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 it it's a little too far fetched. It was a. Li- but he would always like talk about like wanting to start a family, and he's ready. He just wants to have as many kids. And I, I used to call it. The, I used to call it with my other friends the "ha ha fooled you" because he'd in, inevitably stop dating that person, and I'd be like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever confronted him, but in my head, I'd be like, why were you saying that, man? Yeah. Like that was not. Right. And then they break up and he's like, she's crazy. <laughs> Literally. I don't, I don't know if there's any of that. Maybe let me. No, he's like, she's crazy. She want to move too fast. Right, like, literally, right. he's like. Just like, just, really? Like, yeah, just, just can't wait for like to, five kids. Want me to start like having a family like right now. Yeah, I'm not like, ready for that. I'm ready to walk home to my wife. I thought it was so, that is, such a strange I've never move. gotten that. I'll Seen tell you it. that much. Oh my God. I've been dumped and they're like, oh, if I was a little older, I would marry you but I'm dumping you now. Oh, <laughs> like, you okay. <laughs> sure. Um, I, uh, it's, I, I will tell you one funny thing about having kids is I spent my entire adult life trying not to have children. Let me try and say this without being graphic or offensive. <laughs> no, women do it too. <laughs> I try to make, I tried to make sure at all costs no one would ever get pregnant. Well, especially you're like someone in the public that was eye, true. you know. But you know what? I had an uncle who had a child as a teenager. And when I moved to LA, he was like, hey, listen, Jerry, uh, whatever you do, don't get anybody pregnant. All right. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> like look at like, my son. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, you get somebody pregnant. That's it. You know, that's like a situation you got to deal with. Just whatever you do. Like, Make sure you don't get anybody pregnant. You don't get yourself in that kind of trouble, all right? That's like the most important thing. <laughs> and like, I really like moving to LA as a 21 year old. I was really like, don't get anybody, don't get anybody pregnant. Don't get anybody pregnant. So you're like tripling down on, you know, you walk into <laughs> auditions. Like, it's actually, it's a bummer because it's like a bummer, you know, like you shouldn't be thinking about that in amorous sort of situations you should be thinking the opposite of that you know right. yeah it makes it stressed it stressed me out a lot Aww. it's the fact that like when i was intimate with anyone all i could think of was yeah i actually never thought about that was like, my that uncle going be... hey just do whatever you do don't, <laughs> don't get anybody pregnant just don't like i'm telling you it, it's a real it's a situation you're like boner down and i'm okay, trying obviously. to like i'm trying be to like present. be as, yeah just trying to be as like into the moment as possible, and it just takes you right out. The funny thing is, <laughs> when you get married and you decide to have children, just a suddenly trying to get someone pregnant is a really, that's a weird mind fuck. Mm, because wow. you've, I had never done that, trying to get someone pregnant. That's interesting. I've been like, yeah, it's like a pre-programming, <laughs> honestly. It's like, it's like, it was like, a, it was like, I had to reprogram myself. I mean, literally. <laughs> it's almost I had a to, different take yourself out of the moment type I had to go situation. to the Apple store. Yeah. It had to be a hard reset. Yep. They had to like erase all the apps. <laughs> you say, let it loose. From my brain. Your uncle. They had to install. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo jets. Yeah. And we on. Wow. Funny. That's interesting. Yeah. So for 12 years marriage, what would be like. What do you think is one of the secrets to your success together? Wow. I can't believe I'm giving marriage advice. This is so funny. Um, we did go to couples therapy a lot. Yeah. Um, I, 
I'll, I'll tell you honestly, mm-hmm. it's just not to fight. It's mm-hmm. really like, it's just not to fight. There's no reason to fight. I don't even know what, if you're fighting a lot, then you should probably break up. Um, but I really don't fight. And my wife will bait me. Like people bait each other, you know? Yeah. My wife will throw out a couple of jabs and not literally like jabs, you know, like <laughs> fighty, you know, like, uh, like not abusive. Fi- figurative jabs. <laughs> and I just don't, I don't, I don't bite. I just don't get into fights. I just don't do it. I, I got to tell you, even like things like money. I mean, we were talking about like, um, like redecorating houses and stuff and like, budgets, buying cars. I don't even get into it. I'm, I know this is going to make me sound passive and stuff, but maybe I say something once like, are you sure we should do that? And if my wife is insistent on it, I go, okay, I mean, all right, whatever you want. And I just won't, it's really, it's, it's really freeing. Yeah. It really is freeing. Did you learn that at therapy or do you just come to that on your own? I think I did. Mm -hmm. Therapy was really cool. I mean, I kind of hated it because the therapist and my wife would always make me cry about my mom. So I was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh, like every session would just be me crying about my mom. Do you be go like, in you're like, I'm not going to cry today. And then you're like, what? No, the I do it. Fuck? And then I'd be like, fuck you. You guys did it again. I'm out of here. I'll be in the car. Oh, and then finally I stopped doing it. I was like, all right, I'm not doing it anymore. But um, really, honestly, what I got out of therapy is just don't fight. Things are going to anger you and you're going to have the thoughts to say, are you, are you insane? Mm -hmm. Are you insane? Are you not uh, like, are you on a different like wavelength than the rest of the world? But if I don't say it, then we never fight. Wow. And I got to say, it's not like a pent up thing. It's like, I'll tell you what's really satisfying is if it doesn't work out. For my wife. Yo. My wife yeah. then knows that I was correct earlier. And when you don't say anything about it, you're a king. It's the best. It makes your argument even better. And then you don't even say anything ever. And you're just like, what? it's funny. As stupid as this sounds, is the key is to not fight. And there are triggers every waking moment of a relationship to fight. Every waking moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just. But if things are like, so if things are, something is really important to you. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Uh, um, and I don't mean these things aren't important to you. I'm just saying, I'm sure yeah. you have to kind of pick well, and let me choose. Think what the last time we fought was, I mean, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid. I love it. We go on a hike. We go on hikes with our dogs. We have dogs. Okay. <laughs> we have a couple of dogs who are younger puppies and my wife doesn't like to leash them. She likes to train them with like food and like not leashing and thinks if they're not leashed, then they'll be free and that's their natural habitat. And I'm like, you got to leash those dogs because they're going to run away and train them now with the leash. And then, you know, when they're older and they really get it, then you can take them off the leash. But now I'm telling you, leash them. And my wife is like, no, we're not doing that. And I said, I said it once and that was it. So we go on the hike and of course the dogs run away. And this is like last week in LA when it was pouring with rain. So it starts torrentially pouring and we're looking for our dogs in the wilderness for like a half hour. And (laughs) 
Like I wanted to say, like, like this is like you did this is this is on you. <laughs> By the way, it happened twice, and uh, I just didn't have to say anything. It just because I, I mean, I was more. I was a hundred and I was one thousand percent correct. <laughs> I mean, we got the dogs back. And was anything said? Like. You just understood. I don't, I don't think anything was said. No. <laughs> She's like, gotta try harder with the non-leashing. Right. right. So that's the last. That's the last fight we had. And I gotta tell you, I can't remember. I think it's so cool too. I mean, you have two daughters, and uh, I just—you oh, know what? Let me interrupt. Also, try not to get drunk with each other. Drinking. We talk about it a lot. Drinking yeah. really fucks you up. I mean, it makes you aggressive. Mm-hmm. And if you're a couple who gets drunk together, you're going to be volatile with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, sometimes that's exciting. Listen, yeah. we all, we all saw a star is born. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> but, um, you know, like when we, when we really party together, we become volatile with each other. So I make sure to, when I see my wife is going hard to not. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone you see on the corner in like New York crying and fighting is like drunk. You know, couples so, at the bar. Isn't it's it like, so crazy? Isn't it so crazy? Yeah, like literally yeah. a guy turns his head to the left and, you know, she's upset because it's like, and it's, it's so, insane. Seeing insane drunken fights. Is, that's the only time I would fight with my boyfriend is when he was drinking and then I would like, I would drink because I didn't want to see him drinking, you know, or yeah. like experience him drinking right. and it just gets so, and then you're so waiting fucked. for an Uber and then it's just, and, a, and then it's on. Yeah. And then yeah. everything just becomes oh so God. fucking dramatic. Don't touch me. Don't <laughs> touch me. Get off me. Are you like run like away and then this. you're like waiting for them to come? <laughs> yeah. You're like, why are you following yeah, me? I told honestly, you. <laughs> I told you to get the fuck away from me, but don't. Literally. <laughs> so bad. I've been there a lot. Yeah. Drinking. I've noticed that too, since I don't really drink. I'm like, dude, I don't like miss those days of being at the club or like being out and being tipsy with them and being Wondering what they're doing. What I, I don't know. I just that feeling. Well, of, I don't want to say the club isn't super fun. I think the club is fun. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, the we're talking strictly if you're in a relationship with someone. You know, yeah. if you're both coming home drunk, if you're both getting drunk together, it's there's a good chance a fight is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just it just happens. You know, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about you ladies. Are you guys like swiping away? Like, what's the deal? Like, how does it work these days? Um, Chris is in a relationship. They've been together for five years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Justin's the best. Mm-hmm. He, um, such a big part of like the support behind almost 30. <laughs> Shout out Jay. Um, I'm single. I was, sw- I was swiping more in New York. Um, I did a little bit in LA and I've met some actually really awesome people. Man. Not dating anymore, but. Why are you not dating anymore? Um, it just wasn't right. Uh, if we want to get specific, uh, no one's made me laugh it, to be completely honest. That's and like, that's problem. usually that's one, usually that's the one thing that's missing. That's a big problem. Yeah. So I also know I had stuff to work on. Like I'm in therapy, like, you know, just kind of thinking more thoughtfully about like what I'm bringing to the relationship. And then also what I'm, I'm sometimes I go like this when I talk about certain like relationship things that I've had, because I just haven't let them in. If that makes sense, you know, and I beyond a certain point, cause I don't want to 
I don't want to let them down. I don't want to make them upset if they get a little too deep. So that's like kind of what I'm battling with. Like dating is, is not worrying too much about disappointing or hurting the other person. Whoa. I know. Sorry. You asked what about disappointing or hurting them. Meaning like if it doesn't work out. So like, for example, if I went on like four dates with a guy recently yeah, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm at a point where I, I know that this really isn't something that I want to pursue any further. Four was actually a lot though. Four was a lot for me, but normally. But it happens to on the other end too. You know, like. That's what I'm saying. So hold on a second. First date is what? A drink? A coffee? Actually this, he was sober. So yeah, it was a coffee. coffee. Second date is. Hike. Hike. Mm -hmm. That's LA. Uh, Two different cars or one car? Oh. He picked me up. It was one car. Post hike, where did we go? Um, we got a coffee. <laughs> got a coffee. Post hike. I'm no. sorry if this is offensive or rude in any way. No, was ma- there any attempt to like, oh, I'm just going to take a quick shower. Can I use your shower? No, we didn't come. Yeah, we didn't have That's an opportunity one. for and that. None of that good, stuff. But good call. Okay. He dropped you off. Uh-huh. Have we made out at this point? Uh, not yet. Not at that point. Mm-hmm. Second date after a hike, there was no makeout. I think that's, I don't make out. That could have been. I, I, I normally time. sleep that with someone been. on the second date, so <laughs> that was pretty good for me. <laughs> that could have been a lean over in the car and it a makeout been, sesh. But I wasn't going to do it. You were not going to respond to the makeout? Oh no, I wasn't going to initiate it. Well, of course not. Yeah. But I mean. Oh, I was waiting. I would, I would have been open to it for sure. Yeah. Blech. So he didn't, <laughs> why are you? Just like him leaning over the console. Like it was a big uh, truck. So that console was. Uh, Huge. Um, date. It's just so. That's the but thing. third date. It, it. We did make out. He took me out to dinner. We like. We we went on little Malibu bluffs and like. <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was really cute. It was so cute. No, this and he is leaned over and he made out. It was so sweet. Nice. And that was it. And he took me home. Okay. Again, still hadn't laughed at that point. Had little giggles, but like I just haven't laughed. Meaning, like that's a problem. Yeah, that's a huge. Do you know, problem. What, I'm, that's do you know problem. what I'm saying? Like, no, it's 100%. that. It's that. Like, Listen, you go out with somebody, uh, you gotta laugh. I 100. mean, come on. What were you talking about? Like <laughs> politics or something? <laughs> what I were mean, you talking about? We were talking about. You know, he's like he's creative. He's in production, so just kind of like his work about work. I, yeah. A little like, bit about work. A little bit about work. Sure. Me, I was mainly asking a lot of questions. Like he grew up here in LA. He was a party boy. And now he's sober. Like kind of what that. What was does all a party about. boy mean? Like going to clubs and stuff? Um. Yeah. I think he was, like a lot of it. He went to a boarding school. So his friends were like a lot of rich kids who had a lot of money and they would drink and do drugs at their parents. You know, whatever. Sick. Um. Sick. But he got. You know. He's. He's. <laughs> he, I mean, truly hoping. Tail is all this but time. Just, but just a little too serious. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually curious, like I've, I've, I've had gone on a lot of dates with guys who are sober and nothing against it whatsoever. But I do think, um, I have some things to work on in terms of like how I'm receiving their energy. Cause a lot of, is it about, it's about like their recovery or their, I, I can't describe it. Cause I've never been in AA. I don't know what Did that's he talk like. about being sober a lot. Um, no, but yeah, like, yes and no. Like a lot of what he does is like lead meetings and like, da, 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 you know what I mean? Which is great. Um, fourth date, he came over, we made dinner. Okay. And I swear to you. And I'm, this sounds, about- I'm sorry, Lindsay, this sounds like it's on. <laughs> I, I, like know, I know. 
So tell us what you were little, wearing, Lindsay. What were you wearing? Was it a wearing? little fresh, fresh direct or like what do we was, do? Do we go shopping or? He went shopping. I went shopping. I was in charge of like one part of it. He was in charge of the main part of the Ooh. dinner. I'm so sorry, but let's get into details. You were in charge of the like what, salmon, salmon filet? vegetables. Okay, okay. And he was in charge of the. He made this like this pasta dish. That was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really okay. really carbs, 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 energy. Mm. Okay. It was a test for me. I'm sure. I'm sure he's like, this bitch eats pasta. Literally we suck my dick. Um, if you're trying to test me with food, suck my dick. Um, you cooked it here in the kitchen in the mm-hmm. in the in the laminated wood cabinet, yeah. cabineted kitchen. Lots of sense. Um, was it fun cooking with you him? Know, I mean, I've I've never actually cooked on a date. I mean, I would I imagine ch- is it almost like a movie like montage, like chopping up things and like. Excuse yeah. me, and like sexy, like brushing past each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like him standing behind her chopping. And he was really trying, and he was really like, he was being, you know, like, to, um, I mean, she's going to pass out. Anyway, we can move no, through this part. No, I want to go through it, but I just kind of puke. Do you think about this is boring? When you're, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, pretty no. fascinated by no, this. No, fas- it's fascinating. And so, I, the part where you're like, so, okay. So I, I, by the way, if it's uncomfortable, then we're doing something right. Yeah. That's true. your body. Like my body tells me everything <laughs> okay. and I, and I'm very touchy feely. Sure. If I'm into it, I'm like, huh. yeah. And, and he was being so sweet and like kind of touchy feely in the right ways. So and hold I on a second. Like touchy feely. Hold on a second. Touchy feely. <laughs> like you were chopping up parsley. Yeah. And he would like lean around you yeah. and like touch your hands and, he, and like help you chop. Is that that touchy feeling? No, like he would cut like he like for example, he would have like he kind of turned to me and he like pulled me in and like gave me a kiss. <laughs> oh my I'm God. so sorry. That would drive me crazy too. I mean, it's honestly it's Thinking like about a, a guy that you don't like. <laughs> Well, it's actually, it's, it's almost like a, to Lindsay, it's happening to me too. And I can't think about it. Her eyes are watering. She's well, It's almost like a parody of a date and what a date it, it is supposed complete, to be. It was completely. Oh. And then we sat down and I swear to you, and we like sat on the floor because I was like, oh, whatever. Because we, this is set up here because I'm a normal human music? being. No, because we, we turned on the fire festival documentary. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Things just got interesting. <laughs> so like we're I eating. Mean, did you guys he, talk about that for hours? Because yeah. I have not stopped talking about Truly, that with my talk, wife. Let's talk well, about it. It was a safe bet for me because I was like, oh, this is chock full of shit yeah. that I could like kind of talk, about. talk yeah. about, you know? And it was, it was good. It's just like the body language thing. He was like reaching to put his hand around me and like rubbing my back. And I was literally like, you know, just, I, it was hmm. weird for me, but I didn't want to, I could have reciprocated, but I was like, ah, that's going to send the wrong message. So, yeah. And then... Oh, you were out of there. I know. But... So, were you regretful that you allowed that cooking date to happen? No, no, definitely not. Because then after the date, just to... Nothing happened on this date. You're Besides a, you, making you, a, yeah, you, a kiss. You guys are at first, bait, first base yes. on the fourth date. Yeah, just make out. Which is that really is, good for me. I, I swear to God, I've been on a, a journey when it comes to that shit. So that's really good for me. Yeah. <laughs> but that also shows how interested, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, after the date, he left and I was just thinking like, okay, within, you know, the next few days, I'm going to have to have a conversation with him, you know, just about Why can't you how just I'm like feeling. ghost him? No. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah, you're sweet. <laughs> Why can't you just like... Thanks for the permission, but... Delete, yeah. delete, delete. I kind of believe in... Well... We don't block? run in the same circles, yeah. but he like, I he would just, definitely see him somewhere. Just block him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking about like how I was going to, how I was going to say this to him. And then the next day he ends up calling me and telling me that he wasn't into it. <laughs> he wasn't into it. Yeah. Cause I wasn't into it. 
Um, but he wasn't into it, I guess. <laughs> were you relieved? Um, I was relieved, but also ego was a little butthurt for zero reason other oh, that's than so funny he because, did it first. Because you were on the wrong side of goodbye. Hilarious. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't, and you know I also, what? Let me tell you something. Life is 1% what happens to you and 99% how you react to it. Amen, brother. Think about that. Amen. You did not want to be with that dude, but because he called you up and said, mm-hmm. I'm not that into you, you got upset. Crazy. That was your reaction to it. For Hilarious. 0.5 seconds. I really I had a tipped moment. Off. I think he was tipped off. <laughs> Hilarious. But it was, it was actually really great. We had a great conversation and I, yes, I'm, I'm so grateful that he did that because yeah, it, it was healthy. Mm-hmm. But I just noticed my ego was like, hey. yeah. I have been dumped once in my life, once. And I was living here in Hollywood and I was seeing a young lady who lived two streets over from me up in the hill. And it was a very, I could actually get to her house if I cut through two um, apartment complexes. Like I climb a fence. Yeah. Um, she's like, why don't you just go the normal way? Or I could drive down to sunset and then go back up. But I was, you know, I'm an actor in LA. Um, you're going through abject unemployment. I'm just sitting in my apartment and I had been like seeing this girl. I had seen her a few times, a a number of times. We'd gone out a lot of times actually. And she lived two blocks from me. It was great. It was fun. It was fun. And she called me up one afternoon and said, I, I want you to come over to my house right now. And I was like, I'm there. <laughs> and I ran down my street, hopped the fence in the apartment complex, ran through the other street, hopped the next apartment complex, got to her block. And then I had to run like up a hill. And you know, those hills are very steep. So steep. Like totally out of breath, heart attack. <laughs> Get up there. I'm like disrobing as I get there. And she was like, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. I need you to sit down. And like I sat down and I was like, yeah. And she was like, I don't, I, I don't think I can see you anymore. And I was like, what? And she was like, I know, I know this is. And I, I started laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And she was like, why are you saying that? And I was like, she was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, it's totally going to be okay. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Hey, listen, I'm two blocks from you. Let's stay in touch. I'm so sorry. And I could not stop laughing because I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing because I had the complete, I had no idea that this was happening. And I want to tell you that young lady would not stop calling me after that. Damn. It was because of my reaction and like. It's so funny how your reaction is everything to these things, you know? Everything. I actually, sometimes I, <laughs> when I'm just being like, you know, really weird, I'm like, I always think of, I'm like, if Justin dumped me, I'd be like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I literally be at my house. I'm like, if you ever dumped me, I'd be like, cool, sounds good. And I wouldn't care because I know he'd regret it. <laughs> I've literally had that conversation. I'm like, gotta play cool. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Wow. So did yeah. you ever get back with her? Um, damn, that is like, I mean, psych, that's a little psycho, but very well played. I, I, I didn't even mean for it to be played like that. I know. I don't think I did. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't, I don't think I did. That's I, amazing. I, I remember seeing her after that and her being a little weird about it and me being like, why are you so weird? <laughs> I did do a funny, I did do a funny thing. I used to go to, when I could afford Equinox, I would, um, let's joke everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't you find it to be very expensive there? It's so, what is it? Two, two, two It's depending on where you go. Yes. Yeah. Expensive. It's expensive. It's like, one, yeah. but, um, I mean, $40 a class is fucking expensive. Completely. You know, there's like berries for like $35. Like, that shit's expensive. Uh, yeah. I Equinox, guess it is. you could technically steam, all shower, things. sauna, workout. I'm just not a, I'm not a bathroom person. I don't like. Feel that. I don't like public bathrooms. I don't mm-hmm. like public nudity. Oh. And I got to tell you, I was just in the gym the other day and there was a man in there who not only was completely nude, but made eye contact too. Like. <laughs> Was really like, and like talking to me, hey man, and just completely not, not even a towel. And it really, I'm still not like, no matter how old I get, I'm still, and he was an older gentleman and you know, it's like, it's where I live. Like we were talking about our kids and the schools and stuff. There was nothing, there was no weirdness. I mean, there was nothing like, there was no weirdness. Mm -hmm. And I still, I couldn't believe that he was so (laughs) free with that. You'll be, you'll be disgusted. Kristen and I went to the Korean spa the other oh, day. Oh, no, those are super cool. Uh, the, that's you, really cool. Oh, you couldn't go. No, it's, it's women no but only. I know, but the women do the scrubbing and the, the things and everything, and it's totally nude. It was <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. Did you get scrubbed down? No. Thank the, God. Yeah, this Why was Because this was a little weird. It was a weird situation with this particular spa, but it was like you were a, a like cattle, and they'd like, they like they have these yeah. swinging doors, and they're like, they're like, 82 and we're yeah, like honestly ah. and we and the women would walk in and then they would just like lay down on this like you know meat counter right. yes and then the woman who is in a bra and undies was right. like scrubbing her sure and i did that we did that in morocco sure we've both been to morocco and done like the hamams and stuff but this was different it was like everyone would watch you get your asshole scrubbed right. yeah and everyone would be able to see you, and it just didn't look very sanitary. I don't yeah, know. I think soap is involved. I think <laughs> I do too, but I don't want to be like slopping all over a table. I think those spas are pretty clean. I don't. Nah. I've never heard any. <laughs> the one that just never goes into public bathrooms. I know, honestly. Okay. I, I, listen, I, it was wild though. Too the the nakedness was wild. I used to go to a Korean spa. My wife loves Korean spas, oh, yeah. so I would go on the men's side, and my wife would go on the female side, and. I'm sort of weirdly okay with the nudity in a Korean spa. It's the, hey man, how are you? What's going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, so what's going on with um, uh, the school, uh, the field trip? Are they going to go do that? Are they going to Malibu or what's? And like that, <laughs> wow, you well, are completely well, naked well, the and there's jingles. no attempt to even like, you're not even in the process of putting clothes on. You're standing there completely <laughs> nude. It's a power play. Is it? Is it? It's a power play. For sure. Oh, shoot. Ours was, I just questioned that how sanita- sanitary it was now that I think about it's it. It's like, totally sanitary. Being in hot water with a bunch of. I think it's totally sanitary. <laughs> hey, getting back to my point about Equinox, the gym I used oh, to be yeah. able to afford. Mm-hmm. I, I used to always see my ex there. I had an ex who I dated for. It's really the only relationship I had before I got married. It was over a year. And I would see her there and. um um, she would like try to try to ignore me like there. And I'd always she like, would, like call the cops. And it's funny. I have a thing. If I feel like weird around someone, like you have to like go address it immediately. Oh. So I'd walk right up to her and go, hi, how, 
How are you? Is everything okay? Are you, are you good? I'm good. Things are great. Things are good. Are you good? Are you good? And she'd be like, fuck you. Get away from me. And I'd be like, oh God, I just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Oh God, I miss you. Fuck you. Get away from me. I'm going to Google her. She was, she was married. So it was like. Yeah, you could do it. I could sort of goof like that. Yeah. Yes. Totally. So what do you think about like when your daughters start dating? What are your thoughts? You know, you know it's starting to happen. I have, thing. I have two 10-year-old girls. One I can tell is very boy crazy. Am I allowed oh, to say that? Yes. She talks a lot about boys that she likes. She's always changing who she has a crush on. At least she's um, talking about it. Yeah. That's I'm a making win. Them talk to me about yeah, it. Yeah, that's you know? a win. Um, I have another daughter who doesn't admit at all to it. And then... Her sister tells me who she has a crush on. It's silly. <laughs> it's really funny. No, I've told them like they can date when I die, when I'm dead. <laughs> they can date. Uh, they can date everyone. They can date them all. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you're figuring it out. I, I think it's. I, I think because I have daughters, I think a lot of those questions are going to be answered by my wife. You know. Um. But uh, I mean, what do you have to do as a dad? You just have to be open, I guess, you know, and tell them all oh, these guys are losers. I mean, I guess uh, inevitably there's going to come a time where my daughters come home and are crying about a guy and I'm going to be like, girls, this guy is such a loser. <laughs> we knew it the Lily, whole time. Look at me. He <laughs> is such a loser. <laughs> You're in junior high school in the San Fernando Valley. Now, listen, if we were in... Paris, okay, and there was some Parisian air to, if we were in London and we're talking like one of the princes dumped you, then yes, you should be crying. <laughs> but in the San Fernando Valley, some jerk off in tight ripped jeans and a pair of Vans, no, you're not allowed to cry. Mm. Is that a good approach? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. going to let her cry, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, we let him cry. <laughs> right. Let him, let him cry. cry. Right. right. But, I, but I would say that like your, your relationship with your wife and like kind of how it's, there is no fight, like it is healthy and like they have that to look mm. to, I think is even the most important part of the parenting. No? Um, well, how do you feel? Yeah, you know what? Um, unlike your former almost boyfriend that you went on four <laughs> dates with, and you can't tell from this interview, my wife and I are really funny. So I know you are. Uh, we have you a can lot see of, it on the internet. Yeah. We have a lot of laughs over boys, my daughters, the one daughter who will never admit she likes boys. We have a lot totally. of everything's a joke. You know what I'm saying? We do everything with with humor. So we have a we have a good old time. Um Wow, you know what's funny though is my wife and I hooked up before the old swipey thing happened. Yeah, where'd you guys meet? We met actually on um a website called Christian Mingle. <laughs> no, a classic. We met on Farmers Farmers Only. only. <laughs> that, was, that was the next one. Valley only. Um we met at a this is this is gonna make you roll your eyes. We met in a Maxim Hot One Hundred party. Wow, guys. Was she listed? You, you rolled your eyes, yeah. I was going to say she's been listed. Yeah, she was listed. Many a time. She was in the VIP area. I was not. Oh. And I met her once before when she was previously married. And she was no longer, she was separated. 
And um, I saw her in the VIP area and I was waving. And uh, she was like, me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you. Come here. And she came out to the front and I was like, I'm with her. I'm with her. <laughs> and the security guy let me in and she was like, that was pretty brazen of you. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting in here. Otherwise, I was at this dumb party with like 15 of my highly unintelligent college friends who were like, we're going on maximum hot 100 party. And I was like, I got to get away from these guys now. Stat. And um, we hung out for the afternoon and I left. She was with another dude on a date with another man. And her friend, as I was leaving, said, hey, take her phone number. And I went, she's with that older guy. And she's with that other guy. And uh, she said, no, no, no. Take her number. Trust me. She's, she's, she's going to want to call you. And so I took her phone number and, um, we just started dating crazy and then never stopped. It's funny how it happens. I mean, you're five years into a relationship. So that's a long time. You start dating and you just don't stop. Like that's what happens. (laughs) So it works. It's not like we like, you know, went to Jared and got like the heart (laughs) pendant. And said, we're going to do this. It's not like we went to the jewelry exchange in Tustin and got like some sort of, you know, pendant and said, let's really try and do this. We just haven't stopped. Mm. It's crazy. Do you still feel like you're dating? <laughs> yeah, we have a fun yeah, time. It's so fun. We have a, we have a good time. We, we go out a lot. We love to eat out. Um, we love to get the F away from our children. <laughs> we, um, we, have a, we have a fun time we do really funny things, you know? I mean, it's not like crazy. We did go to try to go to Coachella one year. That was a bust. Whoa, why was it a bust? <laughs> it was just a bust. We went there and it was almost like the fire festival. I was like, what are we doing here? Oh, like, this isn't us. You, you, you know what we did that day is we went to that water park right in Palm Springs all day. Oh, fun. But I bought the tickets. They were like 300, 400 bucks. Yeah. And we got there and I was like, I don't even like this music. Yeah. Like, and everyone's like. It's definitely a vibe. Everyone was posting and I was yes. like, get me out of here. Everyone's like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, was, it was, it was, you know, it was like, pre-teen, really it young. was like preteen almost. Yeah. They're wearing like crop tops. And so we went to, um, that, that water park with that water slide all day. It was really fun. Damn. I <laughs> love <laughs> that. Let's talk about fire festival. I just want to be also cognizant of your time. Yeah. What time is it? 3.55. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> did we just talk for an hour? Yeah. yeah oh, oh my almost. gosh. Almost shit. He has to pick um, up well, the kitty. I mean, did this. Uh, no, no. I'm okay. Let's just do a little fire festival. Five Let's more do minutes. fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> to end it up. I am super bummed. I was not at fire festival. I know. Tell me more. I was super bummed. I actually want to wear one of those bracelets that they would charge up all their money with. <laughs> I want to find one on the internet and wear it. And I want people to be like, what is that? And me to be like, it's my fire festival money bracelet. I have $3,000 on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to cash it in. What do you think of Billy McFarlane? I want to take my fire festival bracelet and when I try and buy something, just like put it up against like scanners. <laughs> um, I think Billy McFarland, um, um, I think his intentions were good. Um, huh? I think his intentions were good. No. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think he sets out to commit fraud. I think that's what he commits. Yes. But I don't think he sets out that way. Let me tell you, I have a Magnesis card in my wallet right now. <laughs> and when that was riding high. No, um, it's, it's, it's funny. It's a type of, it, listen, it's, Billy McFarland is exactly the kind of person I have 
healthily avoided my entire life. I just knew I went to NYU. I moved out to LA and you just see the Billy McFarlane's everywhere. And, you know, if you go out, especially if you go out at night, you always see a Billy McFarland. They have like, they, they have yes. huge dreams and they, they're really riding high. They usually have bottle service. And I really, I had a small circle of friends and I was like, that's not who we are. Stay away from those people. I would have never joined. I mean, I'm a hundred years older than it, but I would have never joined a magnesis type thing. <laughs> I was a member of that Soho house for a hot minute. Oh yeah. Soho house is cool. Is it? Yeah. Um, but I guess that's what he was trying to do though, was come up with a solo house, right? Well, the solo house was Magnesis and then Fire Festival was to promote the app. But everything is about like exclusivity and VIP and stars and stuff. And it's, um, it's not real, you know, it's actually, it's not having an actual like, um, talent, a craft, you know, um, but I, I I love his dream. I love I love his dream. He wanted to put on he wanted to put on Coachella, and honestly, it sounded pretty good. It did sound good. And that fuck Jerry, they did a great job of marketing that. They got all those people to give their money. And listen, he's brilliant at raising money. You know, got to charge up those fire bracelets. Got <laughs> you, you got to charge them up. It's a cashless event. You got to put the cash on the bracelets. It's a cashless event. Cashless. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very special um, individual. So I, in a weird way, I I sympathize with Billy McFarland. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for a I'm waiting for a parody to come out. You working Damn. on one for fun? Yeah, or die you know, or what? it's almost funny. Like like give me uh, it. like those parodies. Like um, you it's funny. It so it's almost well. like when it's a parody of itself. It's like it's funny. Like Donald Trump parodies. Like I almost like don't go over them because it's like. No one's crazier than him. Honestly. So like people it's ripping not- on that. It's so funny. Um, uh, Anthony Atominic had that amazing president show on Comedy Central. It was, it was amazing. Yay. He made believe he was Donald Trump, but he did it like, I mean, he put on like the prosthetic makeup. He looked wow. and sounded and he was Donald Trump. Um, you know, I, I don't know why it went off the air, but I'm guessing it was because Donald Trump is so out there, like you don't need a parody of him, yeah. you know? And I think Billy McFarland is so out there, you almost don't need a, a parody of him. I don't so, know, because right? Donald Trump says such wild stuff that the parody can't make it wilder. So it's like- yeah, That's that, what it is. The, yeah, he, he's, it's he, like a parody would say wild something wild and it's like, he said wilder stuff. Well, it's just so crazy. If you were going like, to put on a know. Donald Trump costume, it like it almost wouldn't be as crazy as exactly. what his- <laughs> Exactly. Look is. You, you know what I'm saying? Billy's pretty just like douchey typical though. You know, like it's wild, but I think a parody would crush. Would and then crush. one with Ja Rule in it, like. <laughs> going to party yeah. like rock star. Yeah. We're going to drink like movie star. Yeah. And we going to what? Yeah. Fuck like porn star. Yeah, Billy, yeah. <laughs> I love it too when they're finally having that final meeting where yeah. like everyone's on Skype and it's like they're all going to jail and the FBI is talking to them and he's like. This is the, look, nobody died. Oh my God. We did not commit fraud. That's the bar. Yeah, they're like, like, no one died. V1 wasn't they as good. They're lucky no one died. Yo. A hundred percent. So lucky. So, so I'm so, yeah, they're lucky people didn't do more damage kill each on other. riots. Yeah, like, honestly. Or, or like, I don't honestly, know what happened. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say the fire Festival really shows how 
amazing and beautiful we, we are mm, as human wow. beings that they really took care of themselves at the fire festival. <laughs> Maybe that's the parody. When it was completely lawless, <laughs> it would be really fun to do. To go to the bottom to bring yourself back to gratitude. So it was like an act of gratitude. It's like oh, a gratitude God. practice. <laughs> that was that, that shot when they're in the bus and it's like they first see the 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 like, no! the, uh, the attempts. Oh my God! And they're like, "What is this? <laughs> I mean, turn the bus around." <laughs> my oh, my personal favorite too are the Instagram like um, the yeah, influencers, influencers who are like, "Where are we? Fire festival? You ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. <laughs> We're gonna have so much fun. Fire festival." <laughs> And then they yeah. arrive. They're like, "No, yeah, oh, so funny, <laughs> comedy, oh, comedy." Jared. Okay, that was a beautiful one. You're the best. What are you looking forward to this year? What can we? Um, this year, um, what am I looking forward to this year? Uh, nothing. I guess I'm supposed to set annual goals for myself, aren't I? Maybe. Um, and where can people like watch you? Find oh, you? I like, work on a show. Your, yes. your Instagram's amazing. Yeah, oh, thank by the you. Way. Um, it's so good. It, I have a whole. I team remember when you started that freaking Instagram. I remember. I, I was with you the night I yeah. joined Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I was with you in New York. That's amazing. The night I joined Instagram. I was Instagram. like, I need to. I need to watch this grow. It's it's literally going to grow quicker than anyone's Instagram. I was has with ever you grown. and our friend Seth Herzog the mm-hmm. night I hit. I started my username <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. Um. Uh, what do I, I'm on a show on WGN America. Oh, you know what I'm really trying to get to, to do more. And Lindsay and I work together is I'm trying to get more into TV directing. You're so good at it. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's funny. It's, um, it's not easy. (laughs) It's, it's really hard. You know, um, I've only directed a couple times since I worked with you and it's like, I'm really like putting myself out there for shows and like, shadowing on shows and it's it's really funny trying to break into something new it's just no one has any um it's it's not that people don't trust me it's it's just it's a new it's trying to break into something new and nobody nobody wants anyone to break in that's the problem is nobody because everyone's like hey listen this is all filled up you know i mean we don't need somebody else here and but I love that you want to, and I, that like I really do. you like that you're will that you're shadowing that you're doing the work. It's not like you're asking for. I mean, whatever. It's just it is. I think when you've been so successful in another area of the business and to want to explore another area, it. I think you should be. You have to. Well, you have that. to come out, come at it from a place of humility. Like exactly, yeah. You know, it's like you know, um, and this is probably different than what motivational speakers are going to tell you, you know, um, you know, they're probably going to be like, set your bar and never lower it. (laughs) You will achieve success. (laughs) You keep going like a locomotive until you achieve your goals, write your goals down, tattoo them on your lower lip. And then every morning when you floss, Pull your lip down and look at those goals and say, I am those goals and become your goals. Like, and then for, you drop into a cold tank and like, yeah. come out and <laughs> for me, it's about like trying to break into something that I'm, I need to, I don't want to say force my way into, but I need to break into. And I, I, I like, I think it's about remaining humble and that's how you get like an opportunity, you know? Asking mm-hmm. for help into place, asking for assistance into places, and 
it'll happen at some point. Well, I was a teeny, teeny, tiny little part and you were just so um, aware of everyone's needs and right. everything. It was just, it was really nice. I had right. never experienced that before. So yeah. like, if anything, you're doing it different, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. This was amazing. You have to go yes. pick up the, the little twins at school. Aww, where can but, people connect with you? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Mr. Jerry OC. Yeah. Give it a follow. It's, it's, it's a good time. It's so good. It is so it is good. The eyebrow time. one was my favorite. Dude, my brother texted me and was That's like, oh, shoot, have you seen Jerry's Instagram? He's shaved his eyebrows. Dude, that was like, the best. I, I, hey, man, I just used, you're a sucker. Uh, yeah. Sucker. And they looked amazed. I know. <laughs> someone, for those who don't know, someone made fun of my eyebrows in a comment and said, I have, quote, the worst eyebrows in Hollywood, which is like the craziest thing to was say. Was it on your wife's picture? No, it was, it was on in the Daily article? Mail uh, in the comment section. Look at him. And his eyebrows are the worst eyebrows in Hollywood. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with this person? And so I took a photo of that and then of the article. And I was like, Man, I guess I need to book a threading sesh, like as a joke. <laughs> and then I was walking down the street with my wife and there was like a, a you know, the billboard for like threading, like yeah, yeah. C- come upstairs. And my wife went, oh my God, act like you're going in there and, the, and then we'll post it. <laughs> and so I was like, acted like I was going into a session. And then my wife was like, I'm going to take a photo of you. And, and we, um, we just facetuned my eyebrows out. It was really funny. <laughs> they were amazing. And you it's funny because seen. everyone has a, it's so funny. I didn't even realize this, but everyone has a horrific, um, I did too much to my eyebrow story. Yeah. Girls are still recovering. I still won't grow back all my eyebrows because I plucked too hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a thing. Don't ever pluck your your girl's eyebrows ever. Yeah, my mom was like, like let them free. No, I I already got them uh, bladed, microbladed. Oh, cool. I think ten's a good age. <laughs> ten, eleven. That's like about right. Start love tattooing you. your faces. I love you, Jer. All You're right, the best. bye guys. Here we go. Love you. That was fun, guys. Oh my god, crushed. That was so. Thanks, Jer. Thank you so much. So good. And if you guys love this episode, tag Jerry in your stories. He's really good about replying and reposting and all of that. So tag Mr. at Mr. Jerry OC on Instagram. Um, okay. We are at almost 30 podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow mm-hmm. us there and then, you know, make sure to subscribe and review. That means a lot. Um, review of the week. You ready? Yeah. All right. I absolutely love these ladies. Oh, <laughs> five, who us? Five stars. <laughs> People are like, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to this podcast for some time now, but I just listened to the most incredible podcast with the CEO founder of Silver Fern, which they just, uh, which was just filled with real raw emotion. And when I say raw, I mean raw, raw enough to bring me to tears in the coffee shop. Oh. Seriously, a million... Uh, lessons learned from just this episode alone. And I am eternally grateful for this podcast and all the incredible guests featured. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet of you. Um, That was the episode with Charity Lighten. Yes. That we did. That was... I mean, changed my life. Dude, and like what I love about her too is not only is her message so pure, her voice, 
her tonality, mm-hmm. her energy yeah. is beautiful. She has it, such a mother energy that is like for everyone. It's not just for her children. It's like a mother energy for all. And, you know, oh my God. Dude, she's good people. She is good people. She's we love really Silver good people. Any and all prayers to her husband, Dan, when you can. I think, you know, power of prayer. Let's do this. Um, all right. We love you all so much. We'll see you on tour. We are coming to a city near you. Please check our website. We are updating tour dates, locations, all of that um, as we speak. So almost30podcast.com. And, you know, if you also want to meet other people in your area, city, state, um, who are also a part of Almost 30 Nation, we do have our Almost 30 Ambassador Program up and kicking. And it's so incredible. People are uh, hosting meetups all over the world, which just, you know, warms our heart. And um, you can go onto our website and check if you have a chapter near you. And if you don't, you could start one. In Minnesota, they were at the salt caves. <laughs> oh, Dude, they were like, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's the best. They were doing salt caves. And then recently I saw the girls in LA did something. They did a hike. Um, oh, and they did a sound bath journaling or oh, a journaling yes. session. Yes. Which was so cool. I think they did it at Beauty Wild. Really? Yeah. It was beautiful. I saw pictures from it. It looked oh, beautiful. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, that is like the coolest thing ever. So, all right. We love you so, 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 so much. Um, and you're the reason why we do this. So we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.